J right in your face. Welcome back to episode 11 of The Fadeaway. It's your host, Fatty, alongside me today, my co-host, Beyonce. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm hanging out, hanging out. Just a uh, pretty fun week we had. Uh, huge game. I think went to four overtimes yesterday. But yeah. uh, how, was your, how was your week from a work perspective? From now on, you can actually call me Queen Z. I'll take uh, I'll take that name for this for us, this uh, this episode. But uh, Sasha been, Fierce. <laughs> well, it's just been good, just chilling. Um, Raptors. Uh, Kawhi Leonard had that big game winner. Yeah. Uh, against yep. the Blazers. I know we've been giving him a lot of. Uh, well, we we've just been maybe like, oh, he's not he's not being clutch this year. But that he took that shot and he 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 made it. He made it. And he made yeah, it his I was, game. I was talking to somebody this morning. I had a couple games. I was refing and I was talking to one of the refs and I was like, I feel like we've seen Kawhi throughout the season mm. uh, evolve as a as a clutch player. Like yeah. he went from dribbling it off his foot into the stands. Right. The first to one. Finally, yeah, to calling the switch and uh, actually showing that he wants to be here. Yeah. He showed some emotion yesterday too. He was pretty a hyped. Bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a play where uh, he got the N one at late game and then Kyle yeah. embraced him. I think he thought he was Demar or something. <laughs> he was mistaken. A hug from behind. <laughs> yeah, that, that so shot looked it, just like Demar's, like yeah. that, that that kind of baseline jumper. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he but made Demar it. makes it. It doesn't make it in yeah. the last second, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, it was a huge game, huge win for us. Despite the awful officiating, did you see those calls at the end? So it started with a touch foul on Siakam, and yeah. they put him at the line yeah. to go up by two, and then the blocking foul on Siakam, where he literally didn't move right. incorrectly. And then they had the no kick ca- ball that, violation, and then no calls for for Lowry on the on the on the little the layup, the layup, the, the yeah, 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 And then yeah. they come back and call the foul for three on Damian Lillard. That's what it's like to be it a Raptor. Awful. That's yeah, what it's, it's like. But you it, still come back and you win. You win. Huge. So it was good, and we were wearing our OVOs last night. Right, big night. Pretty fun. So it's uh, it's been a huge weekend, but I feel like no matter what happens in the NBA, the headlines the next day are going to be about LeBron, huh? Lakers, well, LeBron. Yeah, the Lakers. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. did you? So I know we're gonna talk about the four overtime game in a bit, but huge, huge performances from a couple of the young guys there. Trey Young and Zach Levine. Yeah, uh, went head to head. And Otto Porter had a pretty good game, but mm-hmm. uh, the league is transitioning. It's it's changing with all these young guys. They're they're kind of the the trend. I guess the culture of the league is changing a little bit. Don't you think? This is this is almost. I think this is the second change we're going through. I think the first change was with. Kobe Bryant and Dirk and and Vince and and T Mac and all those guys that was like the kind of that was kind of who we grew up on and now then we had LeBron and then D Wade Chris Bosh and Melo and now those guys are trying are starting to phase out so now we've got a new group of guys who are kind of looking to take take over the league and and looking to be the new faces of the league um, so I, I think the league I think it's really promising to see. Um, these young guys, especially during also, I think All Star Weekend now has become more of a uh, a showcase for young guys. Yeah, especially you have the rookie sophomore game, which is the international world versus US, and then the dunk off and all those things like skills challenge. Yeah, they're all kind of geared towards now to promoting rising star talent. Yeah, right, and getting those guys' names and faces out, which I think is as as maybe as bad as it is because it's not as entertaining as it once was I think it's still great for those players and great for the league because it, it just allows your league to keep growing and keep improving yeah but it, it's kind of weird because the league is changing in the sense where I feel like the players aren't as friendly with you like the teams aren't as close yeah they're not as close like I look at the Raptors and it's it, the Raptors are an odd one because they do seem like a team that's close and it feels like around the league when you look at some of the top teams, they're not really that close. Like, with the exception of obviously Golden State winning championships, I'm sure makes you closer, closer to yeah. each other. But a team like OKC, I, I like the camaraderie they have, but 
there aren't really that many teams in the league. And I don't know if you got a chance to see Adam Silver's comments. He made mm-hmm. some uh, some comments today about you know the league transitioning into that because the younger kids are now more social media oriented. Yeah. So I think he quoted Isaiah Thomas and not the Celtics one, the legend. The Isaiah legend Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, yeah. And uh, he quoted him and he said championships are won in the on the bus. Fair. Which goes, yeah, so like on the bus, there's guys building relationships, but he says now, you know, I'm going to quote him. He says, when I when I meet with the young guys, what surprises me is that they're truly unhappy. A lot of these young men generally seem unhappy. Like he's saying on the bus, uh, they're, you know, headphones in, head mm-hmm. down, facing their phone. They're not really mm-hmm. talking to anybody. They feel isolated. There's trade rumors left, right, and center. Right. Do they want them? Do Are they wanted? Are they liked? Mm-hmm. So it's weird to see the league transitioning that way. I don't know if you've really noticed that or... I guess because we're we're almost a we're the, the age that we're in is like a nice little medium between the LeBrons of the world and the Trey Youngs of the world. So yeah. We we're yeah, we're a little bit older than them, but we're still in that social media era. So yeah. what do you think about those comments? I think what highlighted that comment by uh, Adam Silver was more around the Lakers and how they kind of ever since the AD trade rumors, they're like their team has just been a mess. Their whole yeah. organization has been a mess and it's been discombobulated. And, and that's what social media and that's what media in itself does. Now everything's so much more accessible. Like you can go on YouTube and like you can you can be randomly searching for whatever, a song. And if you're a player, you can easily see on the side trade rumors for Sixers or whatever, yeah. whatever team you're on. You'll be like, oh, like that's my team. That's, and then your name is up there, right? So I think everything now is just so much more in your face. And in order, it's either... You don't read it, or you, you make a valiant effort to block it out, or you're someone who's fueled by it, right? You yeah. read it like, you know, like MJ used to read newspapers about his critics and whatever. But a lot of these guys, they don't like reading their 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 weaknesses or their trade rumors or whatever yeah. in, in, the, in the newspaper. It's a, a lot, lot more guys, sensitive. A lot of guys try to say as well that they um, that they don't keep up with social media, that they, they don't do. read into these things. Oh, That's impossible. I highly dealt with the amount. Like I, right now, my Instagram feed, if I just scroll through it, I'll probably find a trade rumor on seven to eight different accounts that are just ones that I follow. Yeah. And then if I go on my explore page, that's like things that are relevant to me and yeah. my interests. That's an infinite amount more. So mm-hmm. there's no way that the Lakers young guys who have been in every single trade rumor mm-hmm. left, right, and center did not know that they were a part of it or or don't pay much mind yeah. to it. It definitely plays a huge role. And But that, that kind of comes back to Adam Silver as a commissioner. Maybe we can do something about media coverage and... You know, too much money because now, it. like that's what I'm saying. There's is too much money. Adam he's coming and saying very... players feel isolated. Well, yeah, I'm sure if there's a cameraman in my locker room, <laughs> you know, and a reporter that knows everything, like Woj knows more about the locker room oh. than some guys in the locker room. Insane. What Woj he, knows? He knows that like Lance Stevenson, you know, he took Lonzo aside and like gave him a tap on the back. Like he knows yeah, everything. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense to me. And it, obviously, when you're a young guy in this league trying to make a career. And you're always worried about: Am I gonna get that contract? Am I am I gonna get that stability? That long term? And it's like a battle. Everyone's here, and I'm fighting for myself. Mm. There's no camaraderie. There's no brotherhood, teamwork. Mm. I, I don't know. The the league is heading in a weird direction right now. It's just all about individual stats and performances, well, and that's it. What proves that? I think I'm Silver. Even though he mentioned it, I don't think he cares per se about it because in the, the way it was in the early 2000s and even the, and before that, it was. You play what two three years in college. You come in as a as a man. You don't come in as a little as a, as a boy, such a teenage guy, a teenager, eighteen nineteen. You come into the league. When you come into the league younger, you're a lot more sensitive. You don't know what it's like to be in a man's league. So and then he he changed the draft age from nineteen to eighteen. 
So what he's saying by by quoting Isaiah Thomas's what what he said the championships are born in the, in the on the bus, and then he turns around and he changes the draft draft age and makes it younger. It's contradicting himself, right? And it, it just shows that you don't really care about necessarily how the players feel. You more so care about okay, these guys are the next big thing. Let's get them in the league. Let's get them in in, in a in a NBA uniform so that. If they do get injured or whatever, they're not worried about money or they're not worried about anything. They're already in the NBA, right? And then, but I know that the the, the, the league does do a bunch of. I, mean, I was I was randomly watching NBA TV Canada one one night, and they were saying they're doing a bunch of like the NBA has basically a committee for mental awareness, mental yeah, illness, yeah. whatever. And they have like their own counseling, and it's led by former NBA players and stuff that have that like have been through the same yeah. things that these players are going through. So they do make an effort there, but I mean that's just the way. And how technology has changed now. Everything is more accessible. Everything is more in your face. And I think socially, it's much harder to be an athlete now than it was back in 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Because anything you do now is caught on video. Anything you say is recorded. Yeah. Anything you look at, it's been there. It's going to stay there on, on the internet forever. Yeah, and the thing is now, too, you'll have a lot of rookies that are in commercials and doing media yeah. and doing, you know, all these things. Like Kuzma's in commercials. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Doncic is in some crazy mm-hmm. uh, Lithu- or not Lithuanian, um, Slovenian, <laughs> Slovenian commercials. Yeah, right. yeah. But uh, it's that kind of goes towards – so earlier this week, LeBron made a, a funny comment that I thought it was funny because it was the most contradictory. Uh, but before we get into that, I'm actually just going to play his quote uh, just, just for that uh, context. At this point, if you uh, are still allowing distractions to affect you, how the way you play, then this is this is the wrong franchise to be a part of, and you should just come and be like, "Listen, I don't, I can do this." Like seriously, you're distracted by playoff pushes and then, uh, all the stuff that's been talked about this year. That uh, you know, just, just come and do your job. We do our job at a high level, and you know, that's not that's not that's not a distraction. That's like that's what you want. That's what you want every game. You want to feel like you're fighting for something. That's what. Uh. So he he alludes to distractions, and this was after they had. <laughs> this was after they had lost. I think it was who did they lose to? It was pretty embarrassing. I know they lost to the Pelicans, and then they was lost it the to the Hawks. I think it may have been the Hawks. It was just one they of those teams. But it was it was just one of those like. Uh, pin in the coffin kind of thing they needed that game and it was yeah, a scrub and it, team and it was after the pelicans lost and it was just memphis. not good it could have been, been, been memphis. memphis but yeah yeah i think it was actually memphis but it's funny because a week after the comments are made <laughs> two chains releases an album and it's rumored not rumored it's pretty it's, much it's confirmed proven. it is confirmed no, no, because they talk about it on the shop yeah uh that lebron anr this album being the first athlete of all time to anr to, to anr or even it's a good like, album though. yeah to be on it surprisingly it's, yeah it's surprisingly. pretty good album and then, obviously, rumors come out they're going to start recording Space Jam 2 in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to ask LeBron, does distractions only apply to other people who are perhaps less talented than you that they should Absolutely. not be as attractive? Because if that's the case, I don't under- first of all, I don't know why he's just continuously flaming these guys. Because at the end of the day, LeBron, LeBron's son is like maybe five years younger than his teammates. Maybe. Yeah, 15. Was he 15? Probably, now, 15, probably 15, 16. 15, 16 I maybe. think he's 16, but let's say five years younger than most of his teammates. So mm. you're a father. Like, how are you going to flame these kids? They're, they're 20, 21 years old. Lonzo's like 19 years old. And you're going to go flame these kids being like, oh, you're not, this isn't what you want. This isn't, you know, this, this, that. But if you're going to lead by example, 
then obviously they're going to think it's okay that, you know, mm-hmm. it's all kosher in this culture to to do to go get ours because that's what it is. LeBron's doing it, so mm-hmm. why can't we do it, right? Yeah, obviously LeBron's better than you, but when it comes down to looking at your leader and what they make acceptable, like, for example, if you have a manager at work who, you know, they're, when you're working, you have to stay focused and you can't really, say, be on your phone or, or yeah. scroll through the media. Right. When you're around them, that's what you're going to do because that's your leader and they, they do it. Right. But if you come in and your manager's on her phone or his phone, you're gonna look texting, at like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to be, okay, this is cool. I'm just going to do it anyways because that's my leader mm-hmm. and they're showing me it's good. So I want to hear your side on this because I'm just flabbergasted by LeBron's comments because I don't understand why he just keeps coming at these kids. As if like he, it's almost like he's just, you know, and making himself, you know, the innocent guy here, and he's not done anything wrong, and he's not at fault. He's playing well. I just don't. Know, I just don't think he knows how to deal with these these kids. We'll call them kids just because they're young, a lot younger than and a lot younger than what he used to deal. He's used to dealing with. Mm-hmm. To be honest, when he, we talk about distractions, I understand what LeBron is saying because. Although LeBron is starring in Space Jam, although LeBron has 85 million ventures in LA, although LeBron is a recording album, the shop on HBO right. every every week, he's still putting up numbers. You know what I mean? He's still obviously there's been a lot of those are volume numbers, man. Maybe, but there's still criticism. Obviously, there's still criticism around him, like picking and choosing when to play defense, which I I agree with. I don't. Yeah. I've seen some clips. I've seen some games where he just kind of lets guys blow by him. That could also be attributed to age. I think I think we have to start accepting that LeBron's getting older and that he can't play 40 minutes a night, that he can't give it all his all for 40 minutes a night. But LeBron still comes in and puts numbers. He still comes in and does what he's expected to do. Can he do better? Possibly, but we still we don't know. He's still in, that he's got that looming groin injury. He's getting older, whatever it may be. But I just don't think LeBron is used to leading a team of kids. So, Every team he's been on has been have, has had veterans. His Cavs teams from the first stint, veterans like Mo Williams, veterans like Zajunas Sigalskis, he had he had veteran guys that kind of knew what the business was about already. So he didn't really have to teach him how to stay focused. He didn't he didn't have to teach him how to practice, how to train, whatever. Miami, he had D Wade, Chris Bosch, and then you have key players like Ray Allen, Shane Battier, guys who have been around the league. They know how essentially they don't need as much leadership as these Kuzma, these Ingrams these Lonzos do, right? So I don't think he knows how to deal and how to properly lead these guys. And he's kind of taking a page out of Kyrie's book or Kyrie's taking a page out of his book. I don't know what it is, yeah. but they both don't know how to connect with this generation apparently, right? And like like you said, championships are one on the bus. I don't I don't think he's spending time with them on the bus. No. I don't think he's... He's not even spending time with them on the bench. Man. Yeah, exactly, right? Like he's got his other 50 million ventures to deal with. I think that's where it fall. I think that's where it's affecting him. It's not affecting his play. He's alluding to their play. So, I don't think it's affecting his play. I think it's affecting, affecting his ability to lead these kids and how to properly understand and connect with these kids. I have an issue with your comment about him still putting up numbers because, yeah, he's putting up numbers, but he's LeBron and he's taking the ball off the court and taking every shot when he's on the court. So he's going to get numbers inevitably because he's not a scrub and he's touching the ball a lot. In a six-day span in recent history, February yeah. 21st to February 27th, and this is during a period of time where they need to – out, win. out win. win Sacramento Memphis, and, and Hawks. the Clippers to become the first the eighth seed team. So, oh, yeah, okay. so they're fighting to get swept in the first round by Absolutely. the Warriors. Okay. In a six day span, they lost to Atlanta. <gasps> they conceded 117 wow. points to Atlanta. 
They're trying to lose too. And they lost to the Pelicans. Yep. They conceded 128 points. With a limited AD. And then they lost to Memphis. Wow. And conceded 110 points. These are teams trying to lose too. It's amazing. Memphis is on record. Like at this point, pretty much yelling, we're trying to lose. (laughs) Okay. Atlanta is dead last. I think they might not be. They might be second dead last. But they're They're one of those trash teams. And then, the like, after all that you've done to the Pelicans, after all the torment (laughs) that you've caused the Pelicans losing or rumoring that their best player wants out for your benefit, clearly, and clutch clutch's benefit. Yeah. Which I don't even understand how that's not tampering. He's literally tampering every moment of his life. But then you're gonna go in and lose to them and concede 130 points, and and AD was on a minutes restriction. Yeah, by like 20 minutes, something like that. It doesn't even matter anyways, but yeah. I don't understand this one bit because, yeah, he's putting up numbers, sure. But for what? They're losing to crap teams. It's not even like they're losing to decently good teams. And you can say, all right, well, maybe they're underperforming. These guys are losing to tanking teams yeah. in, in a playoff push. Yeah. And Brandon Ingram has been averaging almost 30 points since the All-Star right, break. So right. he's, he's clearly ready. Mm-hmm. So what's the, where's the disconnect? I don't understand what's happening. I think... And I might get flamed a lot for this, but I don't know if this is LeBron's league anymore. And LeBron, we're so accustomed to him being the guy. He's so accustomed to him being the guy. He's the best player in the league. Uh, And I think all of these things in the media and him bashing his teammates and everybody around him is a little bit of insecurity that he he senses his time is kind of up. Father time, baby. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here because they were in fourth place before his injury. I don't know what it is. It's such a weird situation because people blame coaching. Is it really coaching? I don't know. We like how much can Luke Walton really? How bad of a coach he is? is he how I, I good of a coach? I don't watch the Lakers enough to comment on right. coaching, but from from my access to a bunch of forums and what I see, Lakers fans talking about it's his rotations yeah. and them being inconsistent in lineups and him just choosing just guys fair. for the sake of choosing guys. Yeah. Like he'll rotate between Josh Hart and KCP almost every other game. But mm. it's like we need some stability. We need yeah. lineups. We need to build that chemistry. Or he won't play Lonzo. He has some beef with Lonzo. So the, I don't really watch it. But that's from my understanding what the beef mm. with Luke Walton is. It could be yeah, well, it could be that the inconsistencies in the, in the lineup. Um, as far as Bi has answered the call, he's been putting up numbers as of late. And I watched um, a bunch of the Lakers Milwaukee game yesterday, and he was just like getting to the lane spin move little jumpers i'm like wow postering brooke lopez yeah i'm like wow bi like what are you i don't know you had this in you right now but um honestly i i think people don't want to think about this but what if he's trying to miss the playoffs why not why why go to the playoffs why get you know there so i read something that they're more likely to they're more likely to make to become a lottery pick than like win in the playoffs what why are you gonna make the playoffs and then get swept by the Warriors? Why? What? What, what is that gonna do to you? You're gonna lose a potential higher draft pick. It's not like he hasn't been swept by the Warriors before. Exactly. Uh, Last year, swept. Yeah, yeah, swept. Yeah. So, what? What's the point? Why make the playoffs? Because you what? Your legacy is gonna get hurt for one year for not making. Who cares? Whatever. You're not. You, uh, people are gonna make excuses for you. Twenty years down the twenty years down the road, you're 34, 17, 16 season. Who cares? I just don't think. I think if he wasn't trying to make the playoffs, then he wouldn't be bashing his teammates in the media. 
His Unless this are, is all like a like a elaborately thought out plan of him like tricking the media into thinking he cares and then talking to the guys behind and he say, guys, I don't actually feel this way about you. You know, I'm just uh, trying to save my legacy. This team is going to change drastically in the summer. This is not going to be the same. Well, obviously, because they have their vets. Their vets are going to be gone. Cool. But at, at one point, though, at what point do you just point and say LeBron is a problem? Because now last year, it was the same thing. The year before, it was the same thing. How is it always LeBron surrounding Cavs isn't the greatest? LeBron surrounding Cavs. How can we just stick to this excuse every year? Because he's the greatest there's player in the league. There's got to be a problem. And, and why is it that nobody wants to play with LeBron? Like, there's there's a lot of answers that that need to be or questions that need to be answered right now. And I need I demand the answers <laughs> because I don't understand. You don't like, got the answer, Sway. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick by this. I personally don't think that LeBron is the best player in the league anymore. I don't know if you agree with me, but that's my stance. It's not his league anymore. His time has come to an end. Yeah, I, I don't think we can call him if, if he's gonna if he's gonna play this way and lead this way and and cause this much drama. And on top of that, you're not gonna make the playoffs. We can't call you. So who's the guy now? Because there's a few. I know people obviously are gonna gravitate towards Kevin Durant. No, there's Steph Curry. There's James Harden. There's Giannis. There's there's a bunch of guys right now. So who who's uh, next? You agree? Yeah. Who's who's next? up next? I cannot go Steph Curry because he plays for the Warriors. He I made cannot... the Warriors. Sorry. He made the. Warriors. I agree with that. He made the Warriors, but he has a team with five potential All Stars. Obviously, he's going to be great now. I'm not saying he wasn't great before. If he if he didn't have Kevin Durant, I think you can make a case for him. But you can't make. It, I don't think you can make a case for him to be the face of the league. I can't go KD. For the same exact reason. More so than Steph. More so than yeah. Steph, absolutely, because he bandwagon on that team, right? I can't go James Harden because he's not quite the all-around player that you would want in an, in a uh, league, like as in defensively, and you know what well, I mean. He's not that bad defensively. He's got. He's gone a lot better. Listen, he set the standard so low that any improvement, we say he's not that bad. Yeah, but man, when I mean, he, that's when what he's done. He's when smart. It, when it comes with the the thirty-six a game, the tw- ten assists a yeah, game, the yeah. ten rebounds a game. Listen, can't play defense, man. He can play he, defense. He's just lazy, but he can play defense. Okay, when when he shows it consistently, and when you're good at consistently, that's when you can be the face of the, of the league. Um, you said one more name, I think. Uh, cut to the chase, man. Who's your guy? Giannis. That it's, was the name I said. It's and it, what's been amazing is that I've been reading. This I've guy's been gonna wa- tell me Giannis and not say all all around player. This man doesn't shoot. He just doesn't shoot threes on, yet. Just wait. Just wait. He's still he's under twenty five years old, bro. He's uh, under twenty five. He still got so much time to shoot threes. Don't worry. So and he dominates games. You need to elaborate because Giannis has never won a playoff series. So please explain to me your your take on. I'm it. talking about who's up next, and I think it's up for grabs. I don't think there's a defined next player up. I think things change if KD leaves the Warriors. I think he has a chance to to gra- to get that best player in the league for a couple of years, and I think that's what he wants. That's why I think he will leave the Warriors. But just a guy, an all around guy, an all around player, a guy you can build your team around. A guy that dominates games, a guy that dominates opponents, a guy that knows how to play within a system and play with teammates, a guy who's not as of yet, or who as of yet has never had anything smear his image, has never had a teammate come out and say he's a bad teammate, seems like a good guy, seems like a good teammate. He seems like the cutest guy. He's the cutest man ever. I just I it's just insane. relate with him so much because uh, he's such an immigrant. Yeah, you know he's he's like he's Greek. He, yeah. he was right across the Mediterranean. Yeah, from the boy. So like he's almost one of us. Almost. I, but, I, I I resonate with Giannis. But I just think he's he's just got all the tools to be the next face of the franchise, and he's he's marketable. You know, there's there's so many things that you can that he can do, and that he's already done right now. And he's 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 got the best record in the NBA right now. Yeah. 
right? So you can't just dismiss They're him. They're actually the first team to, cl- uh, clinch, to clinch the playoffs. Right, fight, exactly. Yeah. So as far as who's got next, I think there's multiple guys who can, depending on how the league shifts this summer. Um, but in the long run, I'd put my money on Giannis. Man, I don't know what it is about you and refusing to believe James Harden. So no. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind four years and share with our listeners um, this argument that you and I had. At, <laughs> this is not fair though. At Bebo's house. This we argument is fair. We had an fair. argument that put our friendship at risk, and I pretty much said James Harden is better than Paul George, and you said Paul George is better than James Harden. This is four years ago. Then fast forward four years. Yo, we said it in the summer, so it was between seasons. Okay? It was nothing had happened yet, man. And then all of a sudden, James Harden is averaging thirty six point six points a game on a man. historic. Nobody would have saw that historic man. amount on. of shots. He's the, the, shot the least amount of shots for that much average, uh, that much points. So honestly, man, based off how Harden is playing and how nobody can even come close to stopping him. I think if Harden is put in a better situation in terms of what uh, better surrounding cast, yeah, his, well, who does he have right now? This is the best situation for him, man. Who this does is he what's have? that's why he's putting up the numbers, and he's in Mike D'Antoni's system, nah, and that's what set him apart from Paul George. He's disgusting. The way okay, this guy's a great step. This guy's a step back king. king. Step back king. Takes five steps. You got him all wrong, man. He, like, I, don't, I don't understand your hatred for James Harden. I, don't have, I, I no. have to go with James Harden. Giannis has never won a playoff series in his life. He's not. He can't shoot a jumper. Yo, I agree with you, but in he's definitely not next up. He's next up. He's not. No way, As a man. face of the franchise, no way. for sure. If, okay, if, well, what do you think? If I'm talking next up, like, who's the best player right now? James Harden for a year? Or maybe two years until right Giannis now? wins? No, no. James Harden's got at least six more years in his prime. At the, at the as the face of the French as the face of the NBA, you've yeah. got him for six more years. As long as he's doing what he's doing. Listen, if if Facts. the Bucks go to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, Bro, nobody respects the Bucks right now. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. First in the, first, the league, first in defense. Fair. So we're searching for a new guy. Yeah, we're still we in search, but we don't have to find him right now. Houston. No, and it's not Travis. Oh, I love Travis. So. It's an NA. <laughs> No man, honestly, if the Bucks go to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, bam, whoop de doo. That's all it is. The Raptors went to the Eastern Conference Finals. You didn't call Demar the goat. Cause it, come on, Demar. Oh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, but he's not Demar esque. Yo, listen. You're right not close to Giannis, man. Let's look at, let's look you're at this. pulling. Oh, come on, man. These are bad arguments, bro. Let's break this down. It's not. Let's he's not even the leader because right now. Right now, if the Bucks, so right now the Bucks are in first, right? right. So if the Bucks are gonna be playing. I think the first round matchup would be who's in eighth. Detroit right? is it Detroit? No, no, no Detroit's seventh, and Orlando uh, or maybe. Okay, we're not gonna focus on that. That's it's all Charlotte. I know. Charlotte's eighth. That's Bucks and the five. The fourth seed right now, if the playoffs were to end, is Philly. That's a good matchup. I don't know if they can get past Philly. Philly is not mature enough to win Philly's playoff playing games. Really, Tobias Harris is fitting in really nicely. That was At a, a thirty-point game, the other very day. good pickup for them. They're playing, they're playing good basketball, and I'm not saying that they're gonna. It's it's a slide, but the Raptors took the the Bucks out in five like two years ago. Giannis, Giannis was it? Giannis, Giannis just he shrinks a little bit in the playoffs. Yeah, let's wait on it. And okay. obviously the game and Harden doesn't. Well, not Harden last doesn't. Not last year. Harden's had playoff success. Yeah, he's just he been to the playoffs. What second round? At least he's won series, man. Okay, but Gian- Giannis is significantly younger than he is. Is this Giannis what second year in the playoffs? Man, James Harden's like twenty eight. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis is like twenty five. Twenty four. He's younger than twenty five. Twenty three. Twenty four. It's four years. It's four. Okay, twenty four. He's four years. Yeah, that's four years. That's four less playoff series, and he can he can go into. It. He's been in the playoffs. Tw- this will be his second year in the playoffs. Potentially. 
So once he makes the playoffs, once he makes some noise in the playoffs, I think that you're going to be very sorry for saying James. Not that James Harden isn't a great player. I think James Harden makes a great number two. I think he's. Uh, I think. Uh, I think as KD's gets older, he'll he'll kind of ascend I over think KD. If KD but leaves next year and continues to tear it up, then it's hundred hundred fifty exactly. percent. Because exactly, I, I do have to admit something that no matter how much I dislike him, that he's, he's unstoppable. He's disgusting. He, man. He's actually unstoppable. But the thing the thing that kills me is you're playing with four also perennial all stars. Yeah. So. Yeah. Obviously, you're not the focus on the court. Right. So what you're doing, yeah, it's a, it's amazing, but you're also playing a much easier basketball game. Yes. And so that's, that, that's why I can't I can't really see it. And that's why I think KD is going to leave because I remember a whole bunch of reports and whatever saying KD thought that after his first ring with the Warriors that he would be considered as the greatest player in the league and yeah. better than LeBron. And he didn't get that. And he's still not happy that he's got two rings, two finals MVPs. He's still not happy. Look at him. He's still all the... The uh, the fake Twitter accounts and whatever. So I think what he wants to be is number one for once. Yeah. Right? Let's, and I think that's why he's going to leave. Let's layer this like an onion, baby. Onions, baby. Don't make me cry, though. I'm going to make you cry. <laughs> From the next generation of guys, the Donovan Mitchells, the Jason Tatums, the... Donchiches, The bro. Kuzmas, the Donchiches, the Trey Youngs. Who do you think is going to be the guy... Who's next, next in that up. next generation? <laughs> Wow. It's a tough one. Wow. I don't know. I think just judging off of, I think this is a very, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I want to say Doncic, but I, I think we're going to agree there. So I'm going to, I'm going to say Doncic is number one. Who would be my, my plan B? I think Doncic is number one because his numbers right now and the way he's playing is like LeBron-esque to his rookie season. And once he gets a good team around him and once KP comes back, I think they're going to start winning and that's what's going to, that's what's going to build him up. And just the way he plays, he's clutch. He's 19, and he, this guy's hitting game winners. Come on, this doesn't happen regularly. Yeah. But as of who's my my, my plan B in that case, uh, who will be the face of the league? Who will be the best player in the league? It's for sure going to say Lonzo. <laughs> I love Lonzo, but no, definitely not Lonzo. I think it's going to be, I don't know, I have two. I want to say Joel Embiid, but it's not a center's. Okay. It's it's a guard league, so yeah. I'll have to go if the situation is right. I'm gonna go Jason Tatum, and I think because I think he can put a team on his back. And I think if if you were to take Kyrie off that team and give that team to Jason Tatum, I think they'll still win. They'll, I don't. I think they'll have the playoff success that they'll that will be good enough for him to be the next face of the league. I don't think they can achieve more in the playoffs without Kyrie, but as as Jason Tatum is to grow, were to grow and become a better offensive player, become a better leader, I think that'll be... I think he's my plan B, other than Doncic. I actually wasn't going to go with Doncic. Really? Yeah, I, I really like Doncic. I should have made a case for Doncic then. But he's he's a point guard. He's too, like, not flashy. He's like, a 6'6 six, six point guard. He's too he's not six, seven the point guy. Guard. I don't know if... I don't know. I don't know. Like, Sweet Tim Duncan on. was winning championships, and he wasn't he's the He's never guy. the face, right? You know? Right. Um... I want to take Donovan Mitchell all day. Really? All I wanted to do it? I don't know. Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. And his rookie season led them to the playoffs in the West, which Be is something OKC. that LeBron can't do right now with a much worse team, in my opinion. Maybe depends. not much worse. Yeah, but it depends how you look at it. I'd say yeah, there's, there's to Actually, no, I'll say they're better because they're they have Gobert, and that's, a, that's an all-star. Okay. And they, have a, team. and they have a great coach. But he, they won a playoff series against yeah. OKC. Yeah. Shout out Michael Tekla. Yeah. So... 
now he comes back and he has a bit of a slow start to the season, but he's on pace right now. They're back in the playoff picture. They're sixth. Okay. Yep. He is averaging 22.9 points a game. And I believe somewhere around six or seven rebounds. And then I'm going to look at his assists right now. Sorry, my uh, my app is just glitching nicely. So he's nice. 23, four rebounds, four, four assists. assists. Yeah. 23, four, and four. Yeah. So okay. this is a second-year player. First year he went to the playoffs, he was a, I rookie. thought he was rookie of the year. And then he comes back this year, posterizing everybody in his way mm. and just leading this team. I love Donovan Mitchell, the way he crosses over, the way he takes off off both feet in the paint and just gets up so high and – the confidence and also his character as like you, t- you hear him in interviews and he's genuine he yeah he yeah. wants to he's a good teammate he's a good person to be around and he's just so good like i don't know man i'm, I'm a huge i can, I, can fan. I, I like him as as uh as the guy next up and before i even look at tatum i'm gonna go trey young ah i love trey young just got the rookie of the month and uh, we're gonna he's talk been about good him at, in a he's, bit. He's been good as of late. Rookie and, of the month, twenty-three point three points. Right, and yeah. he just had forty-seven. Right, so yep. I I think what's what's tough about Trey Young is that they've got to start winning. That's the only way. And that, yeah. uh, maybe as they, as they build, they'll they'll get a better team around him. Pretty and much everyone players. we talked about has to start winning, except for Donovan Mitchell. But Tatum has to win by himself. Like, yeah, as Tatum the guy, as really the, the guy. guy. Right, 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 right. right, right. Uh, I just don't know about. He's just. He's uncertain, and he's more like Steph, and I don't know if anyone ever gives Steph the respect that Steph he Steph was kind of the co-face of the league when he had that MVP run, yeah, especially before, when he blew before up. Before KD got there. Before, he, was kind of, he, he was kind of next up, yeah. essentially, when he, when, 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 before KD came. So, I mean, I, mean like, I think the league is in like a, an amazing spot with these yeah. young guys. Um, like I said before, they, you've got the All-Star Weekend that really highlights these guys, and you've got guys like Kuzma. Ingram is putting up numbers now. Not that these guys can be maybe the face. Maybe they could be. But these guys are guys who are the future of the All-Star game, our future yeah. of uh, of the league, right? So I think, yeah, De'Aaron Fox. Um, and then you, you've got guys who are older, like Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, um, D'Angelo Russell, um, right? Yeah, so you've got guys who are even not that young. They're, they're young in the NBA years, but they're still a bit older than those young guys. Yeah. So I think we've got a bunch of stars that are like – that are next up, and I think the league's gonna be exciting, um, exciting, more athletic, faster. It's gonna be competitive too, because it's gonna be filled with a lot of guys who don't care about winning. So everyone's gonna pretty, <laughs> mu- pretty much be on the same level. This is this is what I realized though. I think everybody when they're young in their first that the whole in their rookie deal, they were like, let's just get this money, let's let's go out perform and get this yeah. money. When they sign that deal, all of a sudden they just realize, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. Let's request a trade now. I want to win. Yeah. Right. And that's how things. That's kind of been the trend of how things are going um, in this modern day modern yeah. day NBA. So speaking of Trey Young, I want to keep it hot off the press, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Fade. The Hall of Fade this week goes to Atlanta's Trigger Trey. Trey Young, the boy, man, he had a huge game last night. Four overtimes. He still lost. Still lost, unfortunately. But he had 49 large, 16 assists, huge, seven rebounds. First rookie since God knows who to get 40-plus. <laughs> First rookie since God knows who to get 40-plus, 15-plus, and 6-plus <laughs> on a February night in the NBA. But huge, huge game for him. I think we were talking about Zach Levine because Zach Levine had 47, 7, and 7 and in the, the same win. game. And, and they the won. Win. But Zach Levine's been in the league for about three, four years now. It, what makes Trey's way more impressive is... Rookie. 
He's a rookie. He's 18 years old. Figuring it out. Yeah. You've he's seen a rookie, of- but his hair is like, man, this guy's a veteran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to make note of is you've seen a lot of these young guys starting to figure it out post All-Star Weekend. I think that that the All-Star Weekend does a great job of kind of maybe teaching these guys how to, I guess, play or something. I don't know what's going on, but like you've got all these young guys kind of snapping. But Trey Young... Everyone compares his game to Steph. Everyone says he could be the next Steph. And yeah. I mean, the way he shoots, what the an way. Honor. He, yeah, exactly, right? And then he plays kind of carbon copy. I think once he starts to get bigger, uh, not like height wise, because he's done growing. He's like, he's lucky. He's 6 1 on a good day. Um, but once. He's 150 soaking. Yeah. <laughs> so, but once he gets stronger, once he kind of learns the ins, ins and outs of the league, I think he's become, he's going to become a great leader. And he, he shows, even in his college days, he shows that he showed that. He could be a good leader on, on a team, and he's done a very good job with his, with the Hawks and what he's got. I think VC's had a great impact on him as well as a veteran. And forty seven or forty nine points. Sorry, the, I mean mm-hmm. that's not an easy thing to do. For sure. So congrats, Trey Young, huge game, forty nine points, uh, an honorary. Congrats to Zach Levine, forty seven points. Yeah. Huge to see him coming back from an ACL as well. Right. Happy for the guy. Uh, and then last but not least, pick and roll. Before you introduce the games to us, I want to just. Start by saying I'm still number one and I'm still going to be number one. And I just continue to expand this lead of mine. And, yeah, you can start, yeah. At this point, I'm just trying to stay above 500. Uh, there's not that many games left in the season. I don't know. You've got to go through a huge drought for me to even come close to this yeah. point. But we've got five games for you guys this week. i got to activate my LeBron's playoff mode for you to... <laughs> Because after, after you activated playoff mode, they lost the $3. They lost, I know, man. It's... That's a, that's a mess over there. But we've got three games. Speaking of LeBron, one of the games, the Clippers against the Lakers, the Battle of Staples, the, battles of L- the Battle of L.A. Mescala goes home. Mescala goes home. <laughs> um, we got Boston against Golden Boston at Golden State. Uh, the Knicks against the Suns. We Every week we're trying to pick a, a scrub game that's still hard to predict. That's, that's our scrub game. Um, we've got the Pacers at the Bucks, And finally, we've got the Sixers at the Rockets. So start it off. The Clippers at the Lakers, what do you got? Uh, initially, when I was talking to or making my picks, I had the Lakers winning this one. But I have absolutely no faith in the Lakers. I'm yeah. going to switch my pick. I'm going to go Clippers by four. Uh, they're playing at home or away. I don't really know, but it's going to be in the same court anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I for sure, I'm going to go Clippers by four here. I, I, I don't have any faith in the Lakers. I don't think either of them want to be there. Yeah. And I don't think uh, they even want to win games. I think they would rather trash LeBron's legacy than help him win. This is going to be my last chance or my last time betting on LeBron. If they lose against the Clippers, this is it for me. I'm done for LeBron this season. So I'm going to go the Lakers plus eight. I think amidst all of these, all this drama, I think B.I. is going to still come out well. Um, Kuz is going to come out well. And LeBron, you need to win. You need to win against these scrub teams, these teams that are obviously in contention against you. So I got the Lakers by eight. Cool. Um, what are you thinking for Golden State and Boston? Boston sucks. They, they like It's been unreal. I've bet for Boston time and time again. They've lost time and time again. Obviously, in their last six with Kyrie back, they're 0-6, so they're not looking too good. Yeah. Uh, it's just not working out for that team, so I've got Golden State. Golden State's not a scrub team either, so right. I've got Golden State, and I think they're going to win by nine. Yeah. To my surprise, said nobody ever, Golden <laughs> State's actually playing at home. Oh, uh, right. Because they only, they play, only at play at home. home. Right. Yeah. So uh, 
I'm going to go Golden State by 10. Uh, Boston just won a game that broke the four-game losing streak that they had. But in the same breath, Golden State's lost four of their last six games. They need to Including win. a couple really strange ones at home. They lost to Orlando. Yeah. Weird, weird you stuff. See Miami. You see what Steve Kerr said? No. I, I guess we're, taking for, we're tanking for Zion now. <laughs> Such a troll. I know. I love it. Um, every time I see his face, I think of the Game of Zones guy who's uh, smoking. <laughs> we can be really really good it's yeah. amazing um but yeah i got golden state by 10 it's just it's hard to pick against them at home especially yeah and, and a with struggling, two struggling teams team. you got to go with the one with better players so right. i'm gonna go golden state uh new york and phoenix because new york uh can never win and they actually only just won their first game at home like last weekend since december 1st um i can only imagine they're probably much worse on the road and yes. they're in phoenix Absolutely. so i'm gonna go uh phoenix up four on this one. Wow. Uh, I saw D-Book's poster on AD. Hell yeah. Uh, that was wild. And I think when you got two teams, equ- not maybe not equally as bad, but two bad teams, you got to go with the home team because um, the other team's probably worse on the road, like you said. So I got also Phoenix by four. Cool. And then we got Pacers at Bucks. That's going to be a pretty exciting one. Top three team. Now, do you think the Bucks are going to lay off a little bit now that they've uh, clinched? No. They're, they're a going team, for it. They're gunning for 60 wins. A team like the Bucks, uh, I saw this, I think... I'm not sure on whose show. I think it was Cowherd's show, Colin Cowherd, the herd. Um, but those teams are regular season teams. Those teams want to put keep the like the foot on the pedal during the regular season, especially because if, if you haven't won in the playoffs, the only way you prove yourself is through the regular season. So I think they're going to go for the 60 wins. So I've got Milwaukee by seven. Cool. I got Milwaukee by eight just because I think Milwaukee can also not show up and still win by eight. <laughs> I think they're just that good. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're playing at home as well. They scored 130 points against the Lakers. Insane. And Giannis had 16. And this happens every other night where they score 130 or more. So yeah. I'm going to go Milwaukee by eight. And then last but not least, Philly at Houston. So Houston's going to be at home for this big matchup. What do you got? Uh, I've got Houston by four. Um, it's it's a tough it's a tough game to pick. Um, but I just think, obviously, you think I have a thing out for James Harden. I think he you think I I think he sucks or something like that. But the way he's been playing, they got Chris Paul back. Um, they've added a few key players. Um, Iman Shumpert's there. Uh, PJ Tucker's still there. Jails Green's still there. Um, I don't think Clint is back yet. Yes, he, he is back. So there you go. You got Clint back. Um, so you've got a fully health. You got a fully healthy team, and I just think that. Like the way James has been playing, he just put up what, for fifty eight or forty eight, yeah, fifty eight, right? So, um, he teams know he's gonna put up sixty points a game. They still can't stop him. Yeah. So I've got I've I've got Houston. I don't know why you are so surprised as to where my theory that you hate James Harden came from. You literally say he scores sixty because he has to. He has to score sixty. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bill Russell won eleven rings because he had to, right? Not really. He could have chose to not win rings. No. Well, <laughs> James could choose to not score 60. No, but he doesn't want to lose, so I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Same thing. Same, uh, what the, same thing. Who, who's your pick, sir? Do I'm you hate go, James? I'm going to go Philly by five. Say what, do you hate James Harden, Philly, huh? Philly yeah, hey, you hate James. Philly just pulled into OKC the other day and beat them at home, so I think they're they're on a hot streak. They're yeah. starting to figure it out. Tobias Harris, 31 points. Shout outs. Uh, I, I'm going to go Philly on this one, but if we're picking uh, James Harden versus... Joel Embiid, I'm going James Harden. That's not what we're picking, though. But so you, I know, you but take, that, you, if you don't pick, down, if you it don't, comes back to my point about his team being trash. Listen, so you, don't, you didn't sense. pick Houston. That means you automatically hate James Harden. I'm shocked by everything you've said. You've contradicted yourself multiple times now. I'm sick of it, okay? Impressive. So stay consistent. But with that, 
We want to thank you guys for listening to another episode. This is episode number 11. You can call it the Jamal Crawford episode. You can call it the Kyrie episode, the Clay Thompson episode, whatever you want to call it. We'll call it something the else. The B. Lopez episode. Anyways, uh, <laughs> call it what you want. But thank you guys for listening. Once again, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube even, um, wherever you want to listen. Facebook. Facebook. Oh, well, yeah, we got a Facebook page. So comment. Uh, comment on our Instagram posts. See if you guys agree. Maybe comment your own uh, scores for the five games we pick. Let's see how you guys match up. You guys are all probably talking crap about me being maybe what eighteen to seventeen. Let's see how well you do in a week. All right. So maybe you guys comment your picks. Let's see how we go head to head. But yeah, comment whatever you guys want to want. We can start arguments. We can start debates. Uh, we're up for it. Yo. Thanks, guys. Easy.